630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Hour 2 of 6.30, Chet Inside Sports is underway. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday. we got the football game on Friday. The Edmonton Eskimos taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are at 7-2. and two. The Eskimos are at 6-3. and three. Eskimos win. They get a share of first place. They win by eight points or more. They win the season series and get a key tiebreaker for the end of the series. Should be a fun night. 5.30 is countdown to kickoff. 7 o'clock is the kickoff with Morley Scott, yours truly, Blake Dermott, and Brendan Escott as well. So it will be a fun, fun evening. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, they're in action tonight. They're in L.A. to play the Dodgers. Uh, that game will get underway just after 8 o'clock. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will play. The third baseman has been suffering with some nagging knee injuries, but uh, he will be available to play. Uh, yesterday, a tough loss for FC Edmonton. They lose 3-1 to Valor FC, so that puts uh, FC into a th- uh, into third place, but they have 12 points. They're only one point out of first place. They will take on York 9 on Sunday, and the Edmonton Stingers will play the uh, championship weekend in Saskatoon, and they will play a semifinal against the Saskatchewan Rattlers. So a lot of fun uh, local sports happening as well, uh, other than the Edmonton Eskimos, and we include them, obviously, in the local sports scene. So, it's, it's you know, things are happening. That's for sure. Things are happening at the U of A, too. As uh, the season for uh, Canada West for uh, hockey won't uh, officially get underway until September 27th. But boy, the Bears were very busy today. A record day as far as a, as far as recruiting is concerned. And to talk about it is the general manager of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team, Stan Marple. Stan, nice to have you back on the show. How are you? Yeah, fine. Thank you. Uh, nice to uh, have you back. And yeah, I say a record day. Uh, 14 Western Hockey League graduates are set to join the Bears. That's the most in program history. Previous high was 12. So uh, talk about this group that's coming in. Yeah, we got a little bit of everything, to be honest. Uh, you know, we got some goal scoring. Uh, we got uh, some stay at home defensemen, a couple offensive defense minded defensemen that really move the puck well. Uh, some solid goaltending and uh, uh, a lot of goal scoring. So it's uh, it's a nice mix. Uh, Coach Herbers and I uh, addressed a lot of uh, a lot of holes we needed to fill. Uh, a few more than we thought because of uh, all the guys that left a little bit early to play pro. But um, you know, really happy uh, with the group we brought in. So tell me, uh, as far as the turnover, and like you say, this is out of necessity, of course, um, how many players in total left your program, if uh, I can stretch your uh, your, your memory <laughs> bank there? <laughs> yeah, no problem. So uh, we had, uh, we had uh, like uh, six guys signed pro and then another five guys um, that uh, graduated. So it, it's, it's, it's a big turnover. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's... Uh, you know, it's a good thing too. Like we're 
we're here to develop players and to help them uh, get pro opportunities. So we're happy that the guys that, that left get got are getting the chances that they are. And, uh, you know, the only thing we ask of them is uh, that they come back spring and summer and finish off their degrees, which I think most of them are going to do. And then the other guys that graduated, uh, you know, they, they, they put in their time with the program and we really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, everything they did for us over the past five years. Yeah, those players, uh, Luke Philp, of course, he signed with the Calgary Flames, Jason Fram, Stefan Legault, uh, Graham Craig, and Zach Sachenko all signed the pro deals. So, um, and, you know, I'm glad you put in the educational element with them saying, okay, go, go, go pro guys, but please remember your educational side of it. But it's a, you know, it's, it's a win-win for the program. You hate to lose these guys early, but it's a, you know, you can't stand in the way of their opportunities. And, uh, th- I mean, the Bears produce so many quality players, period, and some of them have a chance to make it and the the best chance you know the best guy uh is uh or best example is uh uh you know a guy by the name of Derek ryan who we've had on this show many times and he's a former bear and he's doing very well for the calgary flames yeah brandon brandon mcgee also signed in the KHL this year but uh, uh just to mention him as well but yeah no and you know what the thing is the whl does a great job of of taking the best players from Western Canada and developing them to a very high level. Um, unfortunately, not all of them are pro-ready. Um, some of them need a little bit more grooming. Some of them might be late bloomers. Uh, some of them may have had a couple injuries where they got overlooked during the draft. You know, um, But uh, you know, coming to our program, uh, they get a full-time strength and conditioning, conditioning coach and Joel Jackson who does a great job for us. And you know, our head coaching and Herbers, and I can't say enough about him. I mean, uh, he's a good close personal friend of mine, but, you know, he's also played 20 years at pro hockey, 25 years almost, and, you know, he's coached at every level. He's coached in the East Coast League, the Ontario Hockey League. He's coached in the AHL. Um, he's coached in the NHL. So having a guy like that uh, kind of, you know, looking after the, the ship is, is just is huge for these guys, and he knows what it takes to get these guys to the next level, and, you know, as uh, our support staff just tries to help them out as much as we can. And, and uh, you know, it's a good opportunity for these guys to get a quality education and have something to back, something to fall back on when, they're, when their playing days are over. Stan Marple joins us from the U of A Golden Bears hockey team. He's their general manager joining us tonight on 630 Chad Inside Sports on a big day. Uh, 14 recruits coming in to the uh, into the Bears for the come upcoming season. You got some uh, Edmonton flavor on this team as well. And I think a cool story is uh, is Matt Berlin, who is from Edmonton and, and played for the Sherwood Park Crusaders last season. Yeah, you know, I went out and watched Matt play a few times. Uh, you know, he had some uh, a couple years in the Western Hockey League previous to that. And, you know, he's a local product and a guy that was really keen to, to be a Bear. I think he grew up watching the Bears, you know, when he was a kid. And, um, you know, I, I, I went and watched him play, and I liked what I saw. He's a big guy. He's, uh, he's got some, um, some real potential, I feel. Um, and, you know, he's only going to get better working with Dave Rathjen and above the crease goaltending. Dave's been a goalie coach for the last nine years. He just does a great job with our goaltenders. And you got a lot of uh, players coming in with, with pro experience as well. Yeah, we have a few of those. I mean, a couple of the boys uh, played a little bit of pro towards the end of their WHL careers. And and, uh, had a, and then, uh, you know, we also um, have a couple guys that had a quite a bit more experience. And Chad Butcher who spent a full season in the East Coast League and a little bit of time in the AHL. And, uh, you know, Matt Fontaine, uh, Matt Fontaine, who 
Had a great year, in my opinion, uh, as a rook in the American Hockey League. He played, I think, 47 games. I think he had three points in five playoff games for, for the Barracuda. But, you know, it's a numbers game out there, and it's, um, you know, tough to get one of those 50-entry-level contracts with every team. You look at a team like San Jose, they're, they're you know, they're pretty stacked. So he looked at the situation. He could have played another year in the American League and gave it another crack, but he wanted to use his WHL scholarship program, which is an excellent program, which allows him uh, to get five years of education paid for and books by the Western Hockey League uh, for his time that he spent in Everett. So I think it's a smart decision by Matt, and like Luke Philp, he's going to get another crack at it here as well, but you'll end up as well with the university degree. Stan Marple joins us, general manager of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team, joins us here on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports after a record-breaking recruiting class today. Uh, 14 Western Hockey League graduates set, are set to join the Bears. That's the most in program history. And, uh, I mean, it's not like you haven't been through this before. I mean, it was 12 players, as I mentioned, and that was only in the 2016-17 season. Um, and, you know, man, every year I think about uh, just the expectation level of this program. I mean, you're expected to win every darn year, and you don't win every year. But when you have this turnover, is there? I, I, are you excited? Is it uh, a little bit of apprehension at times, or do you, do you feel kind of everything? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, as general manager of the program, I, I feel a huge responsibility to uh, to the players from which I recruit. Uh, I want to make sure that they have a great experience when they come to the U of A. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure that they, you know, as much as possible finish with the university degree. That's first and foremost. But I also feel a huge responsibility to our alumni. You know, all the guys that uh, put on the sweater before me, uh, you know, they, they're very keen on how the Bears do. And they offer a lot of support to our program. And, you know, they want to see that torch uh, raised high and, and the boys uh, earning in their success and so uh, you know it's easy to do it when you got um, you know a coach like Ian Herbers working with me who, uh, who understands the process and, and just how hard you have to work to achieve that success. It's kind of an historic uh, season too because this is the last year where it's going to be eight teams because what two more teams are joining the uh, Canada West next year right? Yeah um, Trinity Western out of Langley is uh, going to be in the league after this season and you know, we'll have some neighbors across the river there, Pat McEwen coming into the league. So hopefully that'll uh, start to create a uh, – I was in England for 13 years, so we'll say a local derby. <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, a little rivalry there uh, with them. And, uh, you know, they got some great people uh, running the program there, Mike Ringrose, and uh, he's uh, being helped by his brother Sean, who was captain of the Bears at one time. And uh, – a great guy who played for the Bears for five years, and Zach Daly, who was a, a consummate team guy and, and really uh, kept the team together. One of those glue guys type players that uh, he could always count on. Stan, really appreciate your time tonight. Uh, it's good to be talking uh, U of A Golden Bears hockey in, uh, in the middle of August, but uh, it's just a reminder <laughs> that the season's just around the corner, even though you got a, a few weeks left. But uh, congrats on the day, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road, okay? Yeah, thanks. Uh, we're playing actually as uh, the 6th and 7th of September. On the 6th, we're playing at 7 o'clock at, uh, at the U of A uh, versus the UBC Thunderbirds. And uh, on the 7th, we got some special ticket prices. You can check it out on Ticketmaster. We're playing the UBC Thunderbirds in St. Albert at Go Auto Arena. So I had to get my Joe McGrath plug in there, so thanks a lot. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Cheers, bud. 
That's U of A Golden Bears hockey team uh, general manager Stan Marple. Yeah, busy day indeed. 14 recruits. That is a record number of recruits for the U of A Golden Bears, eclipsing 12. Uh, and that was just a couple of years ago, 2016 and 2017. Uh, didn't mention, um, should have, but didn't mention, so I'll mention it now. Uh, Noah Philp, that's the brother of Luke Philp, who, as I mentioned, he signed the contract with the Calgary Flames, the pro deal. Uh, Noah had a breakout year as a 20-year-old in Seattle. Each year in the WHL, his game improved significantly. I'm just reading what uh, Mar- Stan Marple said about uh, uh, Noah Philp. Uh, so his game has improved significantly as his offensive output. Looking forward to seeing that trend continue this season with the with the Bears. So I believe I counted uh, five local players. So I believe that's three from Edmonton, and there's one from Sherwood Park, and there's one from Spruce Grove. Maybe it's six, one from St. Albert, and uh, so that's very exciting. And like I say, it's just it's amazing how high the bar is set and. This program always seems to excel. They don't have many drop-off years, so that's a lot of turnover they have to deal with, but uh, they always seem to deal with it very, very well. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's 7-18. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, address something that's kind of floating around the Twitter sphere right now, or the Twitterverse, I should say, about a potential oiler signing. Hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about it. This is 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. 721, welcome back to the show. Tuesday evening edition of 630 Chad Inside Sports. Dave Campbell in four. Reed Wilkins. Uh, later on the half hour here, uh, we'll talk about more Eskimos news. Here from Kyle Saxlid who looks like he's going to be the starting left tackle on Friday night as the Eskimos take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. As Tommy Draheim has been placed on the six-game injured list. He got hurt in Toronto uh, late in the first quarter, didn't return. At, uh, Calvin McCarty is back as well, so that's a big uh, that's a big boost to the lineup, the uh, veteran fullback. So we'll talk some S news, uh, get some comments from Jason Moss on Trevor Harris, who was named today a top performer of the week in the CFL uh, Vernon Adams and Nick Arbuck, no Reggie Bagleton was the uh, were the other two um, players that were named top performers of the week. But I uh, got this uh, a text, and you can text in at six thirty six thirty. Dave Leopard, <laughs> like all these names when I host the show. Reed likes all his listeners to have handles, yeah, so I like it. A lot of people have been thinking outside the box, so, which I love. Yeah, guys, text in. Give us a handle. We'll, we'll call you by that handle. Do it. Yeah. We love it. Hey, Dave, heard a rumor that the Oilers have signed Derek Brassard. Is that true? Apparently, George LaRocque tweeted it today. Yes, he did. And uh, it's created a bit of a stir on the Twitterverse. Uh, Derek Brassard. apparently it's just a one-year deal. It played for three teams last year, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Florida Panthers, Colorado Avalanche. He recorded... 14 goals, 9 assists, and twenty and 23 points in, let's see, let's count it up here, in 70 games, and only had one assist in nine playoff games for the Avalanche. So, don't know. I don't see uh, anybody yet kind of verifying it. You know, the, the the people that we know and trust, like, you know, Bob Stoffer would be one of them, and, and uh, some other insiders as well. Uh, but this is the type of player, and not saying... George LaRock is out to lunch, but this is something that we'll keep an eye on here, and 
Who knows when we're going to hear about it, if this is true or not. Uh, but Derek Broussard's that type of player that Ken Holland is looking for. Kind of those bottom-of-the-barrel kind of forwards that are cheap and you have to wait until deep into free agency to get. Uh, and this is definitely one player that uh, would definitely qualify. So he's been a good playoff performer over his career. Uh, his career high is 55 points with the Columbus Blue Jackets in the 2010-2011 season. And then his, uh, he had a 48-point season with the Jackets. He had a 46-point season with the Rangers. I believe that was the year they went to the Stanley Cup final. Yes, it was, where he had uh, 12 points in 23 games. So his playoff performances have been pretty good, but um, he's going to definitely have to have... Um, and I wonder, is this a PTO or is this going to be an actual one-year deal? So, But he's got to have a bit of an upgrade. That's why, you know, and, and you look at it, you know, is going to play with McDavid. You got Ryan Nugent Hopkins that's playing on your second line. Might need a third-line center. Maybe that's Derek Broussard. I don't know. So if it's a one-year deal, it's going to be a very favorable deal for the Edmonton Oilers. So we'll see. Well, Dave, we are coming to that time of year where we're going to start hearing some... Uh uh, strange and weird names getting PTOs and that stuff just because that's the way it always is on the on the schedule and everything. So it'll be interesting to see what's what's going on. But mind you, this is how Alex Chason got picked yes. up by the Oilers last year, right? So that's right. That's right. That's why I wonder: is this a straight one year deal or is this a PTO? Right. right? Exactly. Because I I this is the time of year where the PTO start coming out. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're getting into that time of time of the season so like uh, last year it was a uh, year back the defenseman that was signed and that didn't work out very well and uh then it was like you say alex chase on and then uh, scotty upshaw when we never saw scotty upshaw yeah, at that, all that was it i think a lot of wasn't was that it for his career has he officially retired i don't think so but no i don't think he has okay and, but know. just nobody took a run at him last year i guess i did hear a little bit of buzz that Perhaps the Oilers might take another run at Scotty Upshaw this hmm. year, but you know that was you know that was under an old regime. So I don't know if Ken Holland sees things the same way. Yeah, and then of course you got the drama in Toronto with Mitch Marner, and boy, this could be a real circus. Yeah, going to uh, play in Switzerland apparently. Or yeah, that's the rumor. The, the reports I've seen today is that his camp is talking to the Zurich Lions of the Swiss Elite League, and they say, hey. <laughs> He can come and train with us, and they have all intent to go over there if he doesn't get a deal with the Leafs. So, yeah. And could you imagine that if Leafs camp starts and there's no Mitch Marner on the oh, Leafs? Oh man! And there was some talk that he could take out his own insurance and show up at training camp and and skate with the Leafs. That would be such a crazy circus. I don't know why the Leafs would want that. So I would think it's yeah, you know, don't show up if you don't have a deal. Right. And we're going to continue to talk. Apparently, the talks are going well. I put, I'm doing well in air quotes, but that hasn't transpired into a deal. We are told that they are doing well. Every piece of information yeah. we see go across our screens here, and that stuff, say, "Hey, talks are doing well." William <laughs> Nylander contract. The William Nylander contract has created mega problems for Kyle Dubas. Mega mm-hmm. problems. And I don't know why he signed Nylander to such a rich deal, especially after he holds out as long as he did. You give him a five-year deal? Are you kidding me? Got Austin Mass to sign. You got Mitch Marner to sign. That's crazy. It's unreal. Anyway, Kyle Dubas. Hmm. Not sure about that guy sometimes. News is next. 
we got a half hour to go. It'll be fun. Hi, this is Armando Sewell of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, you got Inside Sports with Dave Campbell tonight here on 630 Chad. We're going to talk with uh, Tim Adams from Free Footy Yeg. And this is a cool program. It helps uh, basically vulnerable kids play the sports they love for absolutely free. That's it's, awesome. It's really cool. And now there's mm-hmm. a coaching element and a referee element into this uh, as well. And we'll tell you what's being launched. It's going to be at the junior high, the high school level. Tim Adams is a guy that gave up his career and said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. He was in media at one point and said, I'm, I'm going to stop. And this is a passion of mine. And I care about kids. I care about sports. And I want that relationship to be strong between kids and sports always. So he uh, came up with Free Footy Yeg, and we've had him on you know, a few times in the past, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, especially around the Alfonso Davies, I guess, just the explosion of this kid onto the soccer scene around the world now and that stuff, and and how, I guess, that program is such an integral part of Davies' development as a player and that stuff, because here's a kid who came from here, virtually came from nothing, and now look at him now with, what is it, Bayern Munich, and just, you know, what are the big players out there? Yeah, well, Incredible. he's he's uh, you know he's an up and comer, and he's still very very young. So I mean, he's not even twenty years old, right? For goodness sakes! No, he hasn't even hit the prime of his career yet. Yeah, and the Canadian soccer program found a gem in Alfonso Davies. So um, that's a good example, yeah, for sure. And uh, Tim Adams has used that example in the past on this show as well. So, uh, so we talked about George LaRock saying earlier that. Derek Broussard apparently assigned a one-year deal with the Oilers. We don't know anything about that yet, but it's kind of taken off in the Twitterverse. It's uh, interesting to talk about, so stay tuned. We'll see how this goes, if it happens or not, and if it's a straight one-year deal or whether it's a PTO. I don't know what it is, so, you know, we'll find out, I'm sure, very soon. Uh, Around the National Hockey League, there was, well, not a lot of news, but there's big news in Vancouver. Canucks, they are sticking with Jim Benning as their GM. As the club announced today, the 56-year-old has signed a three-year extension, keeping him with the team through the 2022-23 season. And Benning says he's thankful and also says the deal shows that the ownership of the team believes in his plan. We've talked about things and, you know, the direction of the team and, you know, we want to keep improving and we want to take the next step this year. Benning has been the GM since 2014, was entering the final year of his deal. He was given a multi-year extension in February of 2018. Months later, his portfolio grew to include hockey operations after the club split with team president Trevor Linden. And Benning referenced ownership having faith in his plan. Well, Canucks owner Francisco Aquilini said in a statement that Benning's experience, relationships, and hockey knowledge are invaluable. The uh, big task for Benning now is to sign Brock Besser to a new deal. And it's not as big as Mitch Marner, clearly, in hype and magnitude. And, you know, Mitch Marner's a better player than Brock Besser, but Brock Besser's one of the Canucks' better players. So... There's probably some nervousness among Canucks fans for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a key block they're going to need here definitely this season going forward. So Yeah, no question about it. So uh, we talk about the Eskimos news of the day, and Tommy Draham is on the six-game injured list. 
with an injury, and that's tough because you got injuries already to Sir Vincent Rogers, who's still not practicing. Matt O'Donnell is on the field again. Uh, the right guard is uh, not practicing full out, but he's getting closer. It could be, it could be Labor Day. I think that's a good target date. I mean, we're about what. We're 13 days away from Labor Day, and there's going to be a long break between Friday's game and the first day of preparation next week for Labor Day. But uh, Mike Gibson talked about he's the offensive line coach and associate coach, and he says it's tough to lose Tommy Drayheim. Yeah, Tommy's playing really well, playing at a high level, and, uh, you know, arguably our three best are sitting on the sideline. But the other guys who are playing, they got to play, and they, it's opportunity for some. And uh, it's just kind of next guy up mentality. Did you expect Kyle Saxlett, I know we've talked about him before, but did you expect him to be at the be at the level that he's at right now and, and, and perform the way he has? Well, I was very high on him in the draft. He was, you know, my top-rated lineman. So uh, to answer your question, I expected high, big things from him. He's only going to get better, you know, when he plays and so forth like that. He's a uh, student of the game, takes a lot of pride in himself. He's hard on himself, which a lineman needs to be, and he's a physical guy. So uh, to answer your question, yeah, I expect him to be pretty good. And Kyle Saxlid, I mean, I think about, what, six months ago, seven months ago, I didn't even know anything about Canadian football. And he showed up at Riders, at a Riders free agent camp, went to an Eskimos free agent camp, didn't compete, but talked to the Eskimos organization, and they said, go to the Combine. Go to the Combine in Toronto. Enter. Go. Went to the Combine and performed well in raised the eyebrows of a lot of scouts, a lot of general managers, coaches in the CFL, and he's a second-round draft pick. Played at UNLV, also played arena ball, and went up against Joey Bosa in, you know, Pac-10. That's... (laughs) That's not uh, that's no slouch, folks. Yeah, that's no day day off. He's not Canadian, but he's designated Canadian because his mother's born uh, was born in New Brunswick, mm. so he has a Canadian designation. See, th- this is how it happens a lot in the CFL. A player does have no idea about the rules, and why would they know? And then agents or or teams do their research, and they say, "Wait a minute, what's your lineage? Hey, you're Canadian. Why don't you play in the CFL?" So Kyle Saxlid's one of those American Canadians, and the Eskimos have a few. Calvin McCarty's one of them. You may not know that. He grew up in, basically grew up in the lower mainland in British Columbia, but he's from Oklahoma. Uh, Peter Sender's another one who's from Michigan. There's several, 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 several players in the, in the league and on the Eskimos that are these American Canadians. And I would also put guys like Tavon Smith and Arjun Colhoun, even though they are Canadian, but they play Division One NCAA. That's pretty high level. That's pretty high level. But Kyle Saxlet has come in and has played guard. He's played left guard. He's played right guard. He's played a bit at right tackle. Now he's the left tackle and probably will start at left tackle on Friday. And it's like he blinked and all of a sudden he's a CFL player. And it didn't, didn't really matter if this was a different game. Because it is a different game. But at the end of the day, it's still football to Kyle Saxlid. I remember I was when excited was... to get on the field yeah. up here. I mean, yeah, I played tackle in college. And 
I guess tackle in the indoor tackle guard mm-hmm. whatever it is in there because there's only three but anyways um, I'm just excited to get on the field here I'm the sixth man so I know that I can be anywhere on the line you know if it means going back to left tackle and that's what it is and mm-hmm. that's what it happens to be right now so I'm just I'm just happy to get on the field and you're still doing reps at guard so well, yeah, you, know, yeah, you, you got to be ready anyway I'm still, right? I'm still, still doing reps <laughs> everywhere I'm still you know if someone goes down probably the guy to go to that spot and then bring someone else in at the tackle and you know just it just means I get more reps at practice and mm-hmm. you know, I get to just play more football why is tackle besides the fact that you've played it mostly in your career but why is tackle such a good fit for you and why is it so comfortable for you I mean I don't I maybe just because I played it my whole career mm-hmm. I don't know I was told you know I have good length and that's pretty it's useful at the tackle spot I hear and uh, mm-hmm. I was told I had good feet at one point I hear that's also useful at the tackle spot and you know at the end of the day I just I don't I don't know man if they think I'm a good fit at tackle then that's where they're gonna put me but as long as I'm on the field and I just try my best to do as good as I can anywhere I'm on the field yeah so it's been a good story Kyle Sackwood stepping in basically out of nowhere and he's a CFL player Absolutely, Davey. I remember when he was drafted back in the springtime, I was uh, here producing for Reed that night when he was down at the stadium, and we were able to get Kyle, uh, I want to say probably about an hour after he was drafted or so, on the show. And if you could bottle enthusiasm and give it to a football player, uh, that guy would be an MOP candidate yeah. for you know <laughs> his entire career. Like this guy just wants to play, and it's got to be infectious for the teammates too and that stuff. So hey, I'm completely 100% comfortable with throwing him into that role as a fan. So I can't wait to see what happens. I think nothing but big things for Kyle coming up in the future, and I think this game on Friday will go a long way into proving that. Yeah, no doubt about it. So looking forward to it. It's a big game. It's a battle for first. Absolutely. I know Jason Moss is saying the usual stuff. It's 1-0 this week. It's the biggest game because it's the most important game. But last night on the Eskimos Coaches Show, he said, I'm not shy about saying mm-hmm. what's on the line here. Yep. Share first place, could win the season series if the team wins uh, by eight or more. Ryan King just said it. And I know what the general feeling is. You can't overemphasize this game. And Mike O'Shea said that. I always love hearing the other side of of a game like this. What does the other coach think? What what do the players think? Mike O'Shea says the battle for first thing is something the players aren't really chewing on. Uh, I guess when that question gets asked to the players, there'll be some players that talk about that. But in our room, we don't talk about that. We're not talking about playing for first. We're talking about beating Edmonton and how do we do that and what do we need to do how do what focus do we need um, where is our attention you know on our play um, to be a better team than we were last week and to try and win a football game against a division opponent in Edmonton but it's not really about the record or about their record or about first place it's you know wherever this game leaves us that's where it'll leave us and we'll put that one behind us very quickly and move on to trying to win the next game. So there you go. Uh, and Ooh. yeah, <laughs> they don't really feel that way, but that's how, <laughs> that's how you have to frame it though. That's how you absolutely have to frame it. But the players know what's on the line. The players know what happened on June 27th on both sides. Mm-hmm. The Bombers were fortunate to win that game in a lot of respects. And the Eskimos gave away that game in a lot of respects. Didn't do enough to win it. Settled for field goals, didn't score touchdowns, allowed too many touchdowns, even though they didn't allow too many yards on on the Bombers. They dominated every which way except the scoreboard. Both teams remember that. It's going to be fun. Want to go? 
Want to go to the game? Huh? I would. You? Would you? <laughs> if, I, in, if I wasn't working the game, I would love to go. That'd be you're great. ineligible for this particular contest, Kellen. But yes, you you are working the game, and yes, we I, and we like that. That's good. I'll be. It's almost like having a front row seat. That's true. It's kind of cool. All right, caller number three at four nine six zero zero six three. You're going to the game on Friday between the Edmonton Eskimos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Military Appreciation Night. We got it here. Five thirty countdown to kickoff. Seven o'clock is the kickoff. When we come back, we'll talk about a cool program from Free Footy Yeg. Tim Adams it will join us, founder and director of Free Footy, coming up. This is Trevor Harris of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Trevor Harris named a CFL Top Performer of the Week, 420 yards passing, three touchdown passes, and two touchdowns in the Eskimos' 41-26 win over the Toronto Argos last Friday. Congrats to Drew, and congrats to Landon tonight. That's our winners of the four-pack of tickets to go see the Eskimos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 7 o'clock is the kickoff on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. It's Military Appreciation Night. Lots of promo promotions there. Head to s.com. 59 bucks uh, can get a ticket for you and a ticket for an Armed Forces member or two tickets for an Armed Forces member. Get a Trevor Harris bobblehead. Go to s.com for more information. Well, a pretty cool program in Edmonton uh, for kids and for vulnerable youth is Free Footy Yeg, and the founder and director of Free Footy Yeg joins us now, and it's always great to have Tim Adams on Inside Sports. Tim, nice to have you back on the show. How you doing? Thanks very much. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. Um, now, for those that maybe are unaware of what Free Footy Yeg is, just explain quickly what the program is all about. Yeah, so we help 4,000 vulnerable and marginalized youth play in a safe, inclusive environment every year, and we historically have done that through playing soccer or football, as we like to call it, but we've branched out in the last couple of years to include basketball, street hockey and floor hockey, and flag football in partnership with the Eskimos. So we're growing and growing to get into more and more sports, but we don't really do it for the sports side of things. We do it for the social side of things, as you, all your listeners probably know very well. Uh, sport is like a great tool for building community, for being the place where you meet your best friend. That's all I really care about. What we do is we have so many kids in our program are, who are predominantly coming here as newcomers, as refugees, as kids who are Indigenous or kids who have lived in Edmonton and their family has been in Edmonton for generations, but they just need a little bit of support. They're living below the poverty line mm-hmm. and they want to play some sport, but they don't have the opportunity. And here's your place to get on the pitch or get on the court or get on the rink and make a best friend. Because you and I know the value of having a best friend. And that's all, honestly, I care about is I don't care about your technical or tactical skills. I care that you got on the field and made a best friend. Because when you have a terrible day, who do you need growing up in life? Mm -hmm. The people that I call um, today when I'm having a terrible day are my buddies that I played soccer and basketball and hockey with when I was 10. And who do I call when I'm having a great day and I want to celebrate with? my buddies that I played basketball and soccer and hockey with when I was 10. (laughs) And that's the kind of stuff that we forget when we're in these kind of privilege-based situations where, you know, our parents have been middle income and had the opportunity to help us play different kinds of sports. And we just naturally make those connections. We naturally make best friends. We naturally make community. 
But when you don't have those opportunities, where do you make a best friend? Where do you make community? And so that's what Free Footy is all about. And we're slowly going through a rebrand because, as I said, we've um, historically been all soccer, but we're now trying to branch out to really be the grassroots arm of the different professional sports organizations in the city. So they see us, you know, the Eskimos see our flag football program, and they see that as the grassroots program. Mm -hmm. FC Edmonton sees our soccer program, sees that as the grassroots program, and the Oilers see our grassroots program as their kind of grassroots program. So we're we're about to go through a big rebrand and change the name a little bit, but um, for now it's still under the free footy flag. So you, this gives kids from grade 1 to grade 12 a, a chance to play sports, but you have a program coming up that's going to be available for the junior high, high school level, and about coaching and about, ref, and yeah. about refereeing and more of the leadership aspects of sport. Yeah, we're super excited about it. Like Historically, we've been an elementary age group where you play uh, up until grade 6, and then after that you quote-unquote age out. And we spent the last year really like sitting down with families and other nonprofits and sport organizations and um, really thinking about like what is it we're doing with this behemoth of a program that's um, involving four thousand kids a year, and what do we what do we do going forward? And we decided that you know what we really want is to have a long term meaningful relationship with us. So you come in in grade one, you play until grade six, but then in junior high, in grade seven, eight, nine, you come back as a ref. And we're building in a system where you ref on our game days with us, but you also get leadership and training on how to be a referee in multiple different sports. And then once a month, you take a certification program with us so that you actually be an accredited ref in ball hockey and soccer and basketball. And then after you graduate through junior high and get up to high school in 10, 11, 12, now you come back as a coach. And you get accredited to be a certified coach in ball hockey and soccer and basketball and the various different sports. And you actually lead our program. So now all of a sudden you play from grade one to six, you rest from seven to nine, you coach from 10 to 12. And it's this insular system where everybody has an opportunity to be part of the decision making and the leadership structure. And the big thing that we often run into is there's a lot of like, these privilege-based barriers, I know privilege is like a trigger word for a lot of people, but there's all these barriers in sport that we don't even recognize. Mm-hmm. You know, we always think about like equipment costs and registration fees, but what if there's like six members in your family and you're the eldest and you're responsible for looking after your little brothers and sisters while mom and dad work for two or three jobs? This is, this is like our, this is a very real thing. And that means that you don't get to play. So by creating this insular system where from grades 1 to 12, there's a way for you to participate. Now, all of a sudden, two of the kids can be playing, two of the kids can be resting, two of the kids can be coaching, and they're all, they're all there on the same day. We're trying to create this cycle where it's very easy for families to participate, no matter what the barrier is. And there's a transportation system we built in. So the bus route will go from picking up at an elementary school and junior high to go to the venue, and another bus route will go from elementary school to high school to venue. So all of a sudden, we've eliminated that barrier, too. Very good. Very good. This is very exciting. Uh, for people who want more information, uh, where can they go? Uh, what's Maybe give the website address or anything other, any other contact information you have. Yeah, if you're interested in supporting the program, just go to freefooty.ca. We are, uh, in the future, it will be a very insular system, meaning you know, you'll graduate from playing to refing to coaching, but it's a new program, so we're trying to spread the word among the community. If you've had kids who played free footy before or your family your family is in a little bit more need, 
then go check out freefooty.ca or look up freefooty.ca slash jrcoach, junior coach. And there's a simple way for you to register your child to become a coach in our program. Great stuff. Tim, always great to have you on the show. Thank you for spreading the word here and uh, all the best. And uh, we'll have you on down the road, okay? Okay, thank you very much. That's Tim Adams. He's the founder and director of Free Footy Yeg. So that's a very exciting program that he is launching uh, for junior high and high school kids and uh, about the uh, coaching and refing side of things, so leadership stuff. So that that's outstanding. That is outstanding. All right. The Blue Jays, they're about to begin a series in L.A. against the Dodgers. It's the West Coast Series. They're in Seattle on the weekend, as Kellen said, so that'll That's be right. exciting. Uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is going to play tonight. Uh, he has been uh, dealing with some knee injuries, but he'll play. So there you go. That's good. They're exciting. They'll be good one day. They'll be good soon. Uh, when, when is soon? I don't know. I'll tell you who's good. The Edmonton Eskimos. Mm-hmm. Even though they're going through some hits right now, injury-wise, Tommy Draham on the six-game injured list. That means Kyle Saxon likely will start at left tackle. Matt O'Donnell is practicing, not going to play this week. However, Labor Day is a real possibility for Matt O'Donnell. Good news is Calvin McCarty is back on the uh, active roster after uh, being activated off the six-game injured list. It's going to be an exciting week. we got three more sleeps until the big game on Friday between the Edmonton Eskimos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The hype is real. First place on the line on Friday. Hype machine, baby. Across the league, first place. You got it. Not just the West. First overall in the league, first in the West. Be very exciting. The studio producer, as you just heard his voice, is Kellen Kennedy. My name is Dave Campbell. I'm in for Reed Wilkins again tomorrow and on Thursday. Have a great evening, everyone. Good night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.